This is Daizen Shui X the podcast, episode 132 for the week of June 8th, 2008. Welcome to Daizen Shui X, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daizen Shui X. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of. Moving furniture. I mean, entertaining. Someone's moving furniture upstairs or it something. It always sounds that way. I, I know. It doesn't show I don't know what it show. is. Oh, stupid people. We can't people. edit that out. I know. I know. It's background noise and it's not ambient <laughs> noise. It sounds like crying whales. <laughs> okay, if you say so. What's up, Mary? I'm all right. How you doing, lady? Good. You're all right, but now you're good because I phrased it differently? Yes, because, you know, funny voice. your funny voices make me smile. I'm glad. I'm good. Yeah, Sweet. today was... um. Nice and productive. We wrapped up our respective Otakon videos, so I feel like this giant weight has been lifted off of our collective shoulders. And another immediately falls on top. Yes, but but I'm really looking forward to this one because it's a genre we don't get to edit that often. True enough. We'll talk about all this different kinds of stuff. So you're Mary. I'd say hello to Julian, but uh, Julian is probably not going to join. Well, I can tell you he's not going to join us for the entirety of the episode. If I happen to see him, we'll uh, put in a little hello with him right here. Julian, what's up, dude? Uh, not too much. You know, it's Saturday morning. Uh, here, you guys are really busy, though. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on, and people in the podcast have either already heard about it or about to hear about it. But I wanted to get a hold of you and make sure that you're heard from this episode. We went two months without you, so we want to make sure you're, you know, still there. All right. We are going to be reviewing uh, the Unizuma Challenger CD this week. Are you picking this up? Do you have any interest in it? What do you think about it? Well, I am thinking about picking it up. I need to go someplace that has a better selection of CDs. I think there's a couple of places that has a decent sort of soundtrack selection. You know, it's weird. Even though in video stores you can go in and find a lot of different anime to get the soundtracks for such, you kind of have to look around sometimes. So there are specific places you can go, like does typical CD stores kind of carry that, or do you have to go someplace special for the nerd stuff? Well, the CD stores and the typical like shopping centers and stuff tend not to have that wide a selection, but there's a couple of places I think I can check that might have it. All right, cool. What else been going on with you lately? Well, you know, been working. Uh, oh, I met up with one of my college professors in Kyoto this week. Oh, cool. What was going on there? Well, she was there giving a talk at Doshisho University, and she emails me and goes, uh, "Hey, I'm going to be in Japan. Are you around this area?" I'm like, "Yes, I am." So. Oh, awesome. And I got to meet some of the faculty at that university and some of the students, and that was pretty cool. Good times. What was the talk about? It was about the idea of. Uh, diversity and multiculturalism and how in a linguistic sense it's often used as a buzzword by universities in order to create basically a more mixed ethnic makeup without having to use more loaded words. Gotcha. Well, that makes sense. I can totally see that. It's interesting though the kind of things that universities and colleges use in order to advertise themselves. Some of it has absolutely no bearing on the actual experience and sometimes it's just the, a snazzy way of saying something that you could say much more simply. Well, people have to remember that universities are businesses, uh, first and foremost, really. Yeah. They gotta make money, too. Yeah, and they make money by having students to pay that money. (laughs) Exactly. Out the nose. 
Uh, what else do I have to ask you? Oh, have you spoken to any native Japanese people about the live-action movie yet? Uh, yes, I have. Oh, awesome. Update. The friend that I mentioned uh, a few weeks ago who was ah, a the fan of Dragon Ball, uh, she said she was kind of surprised. She'd be interested in checking it out when it comes out. Cool. So there's... Did she know ahead of time, or did she only know when you told her? She knew when I told her. Oh, okay. So does it seem like maybe people don't totally know? Is it just that one case? What do you think? I think maybe awareness isn't all that high, although it may be increasing once they start advertising, of course. But it's, you know, not finished yet, so that'll come later on, especially. I think the main advertising it has seen here is a blip in Shonen Jump. Yeah. Mm, that's about it so far. Speaking of Shonen Jump and V-Jump and stuff, Burst Limit uh, just came out over there in Japan. Have you seen any advertisements for it? Have you heard any buzz? What's going on? I've seen it advertised in Jump. <laughs> I figured as much. <laughs> I don't watch too much TV, but I have seen one commercial for it, which is one of the ones you showed me online. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, I think it's pretty high in terms of awareness. I mean, being Dragon Ball, people find out about it one way or another. Yeah, I figured as much. Well, what else you got for me? I don't want to go too long because, you know, we're both busy and I got to send you my video so you can <laughs> see the, the final product and I got to get edited and all that stuff. But get any closing thoughts? The most er, most recent thing of Jump had an advertisement for that Super Anime Tour. It'll be coming to Osaka in September. I'm not exactly sure sure how one goes about applying to get ticket type stuff it may be on the basis of a lottery in which case there's no guarantee but well damn it find out okay <laughs> i'm pretty sure you're as excited to go in person as i am for you yes all right I'll do what i can and hopefully that'll work out sweet you got anything else before i let you go hmm well let's see I have One Piece Volume 50. Nice. I would expect you to. Yes. Hard to believe that it's already at that stage. Got a long way to go, I bet. I think so. That's basically it for right now. Nice. Well, thank you for uh, checking in with us, although it's more me checking in with you. But uh, I appreciate it. And hopefully we'll talk to you normally next week. All right. Well, good luck on everything that you got to do. Thank you much. We'll check you later. Later. That leaves me being Mike Vegito EX, and I gotta say, it has been so busy. Mary, you're talking about Otakon videos. We wrap those up, so that is good. So we send those off to the contest. Hopefully they'll make it into the contest. When is Otakon this year? It is in the beginning of uh, August. I almost said September. I'm it's in the beginning of August. The internet to good use. And type August in. 7th, 8th. Ah, uh, no, 8th. Ninth and 10th. Eight, nine, ten. Okay. Yes. So we kind of have to sit on the videos for a while. That's mm -hmm. all right. Not too bad. We immediately have to get to work on if we want to submit anything to AWA, Anime Weekend Atlanta. We got to get going on that now. Right. So it's kind of like crunch time for us with and that. And planning a wedding, too. Oh, yeah. The whole wedding thing. Speaking of which, we got our wedding bands today. <gasps> Did it feel like official to you while we were in there? Uh, Well, I've done this before without you to find that little other ring there. Right. So I wouldn't call that little. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. Yes, I'm but glad. it was trippy. I, I felt out of place there. You know, we were there for such a short amount of time, all things considered. I think we just wanted to get in and get it out. It did just kind of breeze by. But. I don't know. Yours was easy because you just find a, a plain band. And I kind of wanted a plain band too, but they, they don't make it. them for women. <laughs> I'm like, don't you have anything with nothing on it? But luckily I was able to find something with a little teeny tiny embellishment on it. It matches nicely. I hope so. This concludes the episode of Daisenshuiex, the, the jewelry wedding. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what was I getting at? Okay, so we're doing that video stuff. Anime Next is in two weeks, right? Ah! 
<laughs> so Anime Next is a cool convention here in New Jersey. We're going to go. We run the AMV contest there, which means we got to finish pulling together the contest to be ready in two weeks. And uh, that's going to take a bit of work. So got to pull that all together in for two weeks. Mary, we're not doing any Dragon Ball stuff at the convention. We're right, just for doing... the first time in a while, it seems. I know. And yet, despite that, I still do not. And I feel this way every year. I don't feel prepared for Anime Next. And I don't want that to sound bad because we run the contest. So it's not like the contest is in shambles or anything. No, it has it's nothing more to of a do matter, with... um, It's a matter of like mentally preparing. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, is it really con season already? I feel like I was just at AWA. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be cool. Brian Drummond's going to be there. We'll <gasps> probably check out whatever panel that is and enjoy that. Uh, we're doing an AMV. It's going to be a cool panel. If you're into AMVs, um, we're going to do a panel, I guess we call it retrospective, where we're going to show some of the winning videos from all of the years of Anime Next and talk about them with the audience. You know, what do you like? Do these still hold up, etc.? that kind of stuff? Immediately after that is a contest. So I think next week we'll give more of an overview of what we'll be doing at Anime Next. Come hang out with us that kind of stuff. Um, let's talk about the podcast though. You'll notice that we haven't done a manga review of Awesomeness this month. It was supposed to be last week and that just didn't happen. Thought we are going to push it to this week that just didn't happen. With all the work on Otakon videos and pulling together Anime Next we're like, you know what? For the first time since we started that entire, I guess you would say, segment recurring segment on the show, we're just going to take the month off from doing the manga review of Awesomeness. We'll resume it next month with Dragon Ball Volume 17. I think 17, it's appropriate. It's like TV. a little one month vacation. True, if you're going to do it anywhere, I guess that does make the most sense. I just haven't had the time to read the manga, do the notes, also work on videos. Uh, So look forward to that next month. Let's talk about what this particular episode is going to be. And the reason we were able to pull this together so quickly is because the mail came from Japan so fast. New CD just came out this week in Japan. They shipped it to me on Monday, despite it not coming out until Wednesday, and I got it on Thursday. So for something that came out on Wednesday in Japan, I had it in my hands, shipped to me on Thursday. Day. So that is super exciting. We are going to review Inazuma Challenger, which was previously known as Makifushigi Adventure Romantic Uagaryo 21st Century Versions. We'll give you the whole back history on that when we get to the review. New CD, we're going to review that. Mary, one last uh, AMV actually related thing before we get into the main meat of the show here. We are going to be putting up two new videos this weekend, but they're kind of old videos and they involve Dragon right, Ball. but it's not, yeah, that's true, it's true. And it's not like many people would have seen them anyway, like, I doubt many of our listeners were at this particular event where they appeared. Give me a rundown. It is uh, our two videos from Iron Editor at Anime Weekend Atlanta in September. It was me versus you in a two-hour showdown of editing awesomeness. Yep. And the topic for uh, this editing session was... The theme. The theme, I'm sorry. The theme was over the top. So we're given a whole bunch of source material, a bunch of different shows, and we're given this theme where we have to make a video that kind of encompasses, makes sense of this theme. It was over the top. So we kind of interpret that however we want. Have to make a video in two hours. We get a secret ingredient that we don't know about until we actually start editing. Let's go through the sources real quick. Naruto Movie 1, DBZ Movie 12, Dragon Box footage from a certain particular person. Ha 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 ha. What else was there? Grenadier? I don't know how to pronounce it, but okay, girls like, with big boobs and guns. A volume of that. Gunbuster 2. Gunbuster 2. Helsing like a Ultimate. volume of that. Helsing Ultimate 1 and 2, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. And the secret ingredient was all of the FMV from the first God of War game. Pretty crazy stuff. Cool shit. So it does involve Dragon Ball in a, a way, I guess you would say it was a source. So we're going to put up these two videos. We'll put them up as X-Fids. We'll put up some MP4s. H.264. We'll put them up on YouTube. You know the drill. You can check them out. Mary, you destroyed me. 
<laughs> Why, thank you. You're welcome. Awesome video. So there you go with that. I think that's all the stuff I wanted to talk about. Oh, and we totally forgot to mention we're giving away the original 1997 Dead Zone release. Make sure you pay attention to the contest later in the episode. I am reviewing my notes. We talked about that. We talked about that. We talked about that. Let's do the news. Mary, some really quick news this week. We got two bits. They both involve DVDs. Two different countries, though. First thing going on are the R2s of the movies coming out later this year. They're starting up in August. GT finishes, or just finished this month, I think it was. And then they're taking a month off. They start with the movies over in Japan, individual releases. So all of the movies from the Dragon Box, Dragon Box the movies, are going to be released differently from how they were in the box set. Uh, the way the TV series came out it was kind of like a disc-to-disc perfect copy. Like, if this disc had episodes 1 through six in the box set, the individual release had the same thing. Movies are going to be slightly different. For example, in Dragon Box and Movies, Disc 1 was Dragon Ball Movies 1 through 3. Disc 2 was DBZ Movies 1 and 2. These individual releases are just that, individual releases, one movie per disc. What's interesting is how they're going to do this is that they're starting with the DBZ movies for some particular reason. So rather than starting with Dragon Ball 1, 2, 3, they're going straight to DBZ. Dragon Ball Z Movies 1 and 2 are the first ones coming out on August 8th. Really, really lame cover art. Mary, have you had a chance to see I did. It's the same image. It was the graphic that was used, I believe, on the menu on the Dragon Box. It's such, it's not even that great a piece of art anyway. And it was used with, it was so obnoxiously used in the Dragon Box. And now they're using it for the box, or I'm sorry, the single releases. And they're using the same picture on both discs. Right, the, the only, only differentiating the factor is the number. <laughs> this is really disappointing because the, uh, especially the the original Dragon Ball TV series had great cover art over for these R2s. GT is was kind of meh. So it seems like TBZ was good. Dragon Ball was, yeah, awesome. GT was on the way down. Now we're like, uh, not even caring anymore. And it's not like the movies don't have posters. Come on. And great art to use. This yeah, is the, so lazy. The original movie covers for a lot of these movies were fantastic. So. It's not like we're going to buy them, but you know. No. We can, we can we gripe anyway. The box yeah, exactly. So that's a shame. But uh, like I said, those are coming out in uh, August, August 8th. Let's move over to the US. Mary, give me a rundown. What's going on with Funimation? Alrighty, we mentioned this back in December and there's only some news about it now. Yep, because uh, we actually got this news from our buddy and podcast host, God of Chaos. You know, he gives us out these little bits of news and he's like, hey, this is going to happen. And sure enough, no one else talks about it until months and months and months later. And we can all sit back and be like, yeah, we told you about this back in December, bitches. He's a prophet. Damn straight. What's so anyway, up? it's a Dragon Ball GT box set starting to come out in September uh, the 16th, to be exact, for 50 bucks approximately. These were originally supposed to come out in June, but now they've been pushed to September. And they're coming out on a day that's quite packed with DBZ goodies. Well, let's hold the phones right there. Are these going to be the faux remaster? Um, if they were remastering GT, I would think that they would have said so by now, but maybe they just assume no one gives a crap about GT. Well, the so. whole thing here is that uh, even the full official solicitation hasn't come from Funimation. This is kind of like the info that comes before the info. Gotcha. But so it's, there's but no, it's way concrete. Of, no way of knowing, and you know it can go either way, because well, who cares about is, GT? They've already done box sets of their original releases of GT, so I don't think they're going to put out the same box sets again. Oh, I don't 
don't I don't trust anyone anymore <laughs> after this Logic garbage. and Funimation, you know, you you can't make any correct predictions. So anyway, this comes out the same day as DBZ Season 6, uh, Spanish Volumes 9 and 10, and DBZ Movies 3 and 4 on Blu-ray. And? Regular DVD. Yep. So it's going to be another big day. They seem to be doing this lately where I think when Season 5 came out, it was also Spanish Volumes. So it's a blitz. And Movies 1 and 2. So they're like, let's pick a date. Let's just do like three or four releases on the same day. Shoot for it. So maybe that'll be their style. So Season 7, you can expect you know more Spanish Volumes and more movies. So maybe you can actually time out. Okay, this is coming out then, then, then. All right, the next set of movies. They've already said that 3 and 4 and then 5 and 6 will be out this year in 2008. So maybe towards November, late, late fallish into winter. Yeah, there you go. I think that is the news. Let's do that topic. So back in April, we heard about this new CD coming out, which was then called Romantiku Ageruyo, 21st Century Version, slash Makafushiki Arobencha, 21st Century Version. And it was credited to Ushio Hashimoto and Hiroki Takahashi, who are the original performers of these songs, which respectively are the original Dragon Ball closing and opening themes. So this kind of gets switched around with what they're going to title it, and what tracks are going to be on it. And eventually, this came out just this week on June 4th as Inazuma Challenger, there's no Dragon Ball paraphernalia marketing material. What would you call it? I guess you would call it a CD single because there's a couple particular songs. It's almost like a mini album, but I don't even know how you would accurately describe it. Maybe an EP with remixes. So let's go down the list of what is actually on the CD because there's some pretty cool stuff. There are new songs. The title track is Inazuma Challenger. Originally, it was just going to be this random track in the middle of the CD. It's the title track now. It's track one. There's also another new song called Aoi Hoshi ni umarete or uh, Born on the Blue Star. It's another new song. These are all performed by these same two artists, so that's neat. And then we have awesome new versions of Romantiku Ageruyo and Makafushiki Adobencha. So, Mary, what I think we'll do, you actually made notes, too. I did. As well. Very brief notes. Awesome. But notes. We'll go track by track, and we'll just talk a little bit about what the tracks are and what we think about them. We'll put in song samples as well. And uh, we actually have one little more CD to talk about after this one. But let's get into Inazuma Challenger, you thinks? I think Track 1, title track, Inazuma Challenger. This is performed both by Ushio Hashimoto and Hiroki Takahashi. As soon as it started, I was like, okay, this one actually has some decent production values. This doesn't sound, and we'll probably make mention of this, like that 2005 version of Makafushigi. Well, it sounds hollow. Yeah, very hollow, very midi. Um, I also thought it was a very, very 80s Japanese anime pop sound. I felt that way too. I'm thinking like this could totally be stripped right out of uh, Megazone or Macross or something like that. It totally fit with that vibe, which makes sense considering what songs it's included with. Dragon Ball aired on TV beginning in 1986. Mary, what do you think about this song as a whole? Well, my notes include a word, which is all right. That's exactly how I felt. I was like, you know, this isn't a very interesting song. It's kind of okay. I don't love it. I don't dislike it either. It reminded me a lot of the the lesser image songs on oh, all absolutely. the hit CDs. And the thing is, after I'd only heard it for the first time, I was already in my head going, In a challenge. Like, if this song isn't all that great, why is the chorus stuck in my head? I don't know. I don't think it's going to have all that great of a long-lasting appeal, but it's an okay song. Very limited appeal. I think you you hit the nail on the head when you said it had a very 80s vibe to it, and I think that's the reason why it turned me off. But I like 80s music, Uh but I feel like anime songs from the 80s are very distinctive and not very similar to music from the 80s that we had, you know, in the U.S. No. 
Like, I think there's something inherently cheesy about it. It just doesn't hold up, which is weird because this is a new song where it sounds like it's from then and you feel like it's already dating itself. I don't know. So I don't think it's going to have a great lasting appeal, but it's okay to have on here. Track one finishes, we get into the meat of the new CD. Romantiku Ageruyo, 21st century version, a new version of the Dragon Ball closing theme, performed by the original artist. What'd you think of this one? I really liked it. I thought it had a neat vibe to it. I thought it was a, a different take on the song as to... Uh, as opposed to what we've heard in the past where it was usually like dance remixes. Right, we've had a lot of covers of it lately. I thought the arrangement was different enough to set it apart from everything that else that has come out so far. Like you, I want to compare it to some of those later remixes and covers that we've had. This one sounded like a genuine delivery of the song. After so many covers, it was really nice to hear the original performer doing it, and it just sounded so much more mature than those covers of it. Like the Shoko Nakagawa one, it's kind of like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
track four is interesting. It's Mista Zolimo Osagase, which was an old image song from the original Dragon Ball that was contained on that Dragon Ball song collection. I forget what the exact title of oh, that, that CD was. It, it was released like three times. So this probably had, do you, were you familiar with the song at all? I was not. Okay, so to you, it was kind of like a new song. Yeah, I thought well, it was a new song. What did you think of the song? Well, uh, now that I know that it's an old song, I can understand why it sounded so dated and cheesy. Because uh-huh. those were my notes. Dated and cheesy? Yeah. Did you like it at all? I felt it had, uh, again, that kind of whimsical feeling to it. It was very cutesy, but again, because Ushio Hashimoto is kind of like the main voice of this, it also has that whimsical feel to it, and it's kind of nice and bouncy and happy. I didn't care for it, because it was nice and happy and bouncy. All right, fair enough. Like I said, it's an old image song. If you don't know it, it's probably much more passable than if you have been familiar with it for years. um there are this is an image song I'm really shocked that there's nothing related to Dragon Ball throughout this release like as far as the packaging right beyond the two uh, previous title tracks and this old image song we don't know what the story is with this CD kind of being retitled and repackaged weird what evs Track 5 is a new, I suppose you would say, image song. This is Aoi Hoshi ni Umarete, or Born on a Blue Star. What'd you think of this one? I also didn't care for this one. I thought, again, I hate to keep using the C word, I thought it was cheesy. Cheesy? Yeah. It's a very peaceful song. It's less bouncy and happy than Mr. Dream. Uh, This one's mainly Ushio Hashimoto, with Hiroki Takahashi doing the backing vocals during the choruses, which I liked, because I've, and I think this song really clinched it for me, I don't really love Hiroki Takahashi all that much. So to have him do just the backing vocals it was great to hear the voice that i preferred doing the majority of the song with a voice that i don't really love but have that kind of sentimental attachment to from so many years just there in the background doing decent enough stuff i gotta agree with you there all right any other thoughts on this one it's kind of another passable in the middle of the cd whatever i I thought um the two tracks after the two dragon ball songs very forgettable word Track 6, we're getting back into Dragon Ball material here. We have Romantiku Ageruyo Funta Remix. Remix material. Always fun to get into. Mary, I'll actually start this one off. Okay. The typical robotic voice modulation effect comes in full gear here. And I'm just like, really? Is that all you could come up with for this one? There's other little effects that feel a little too forced and almost extra in this. Like, they did the remix, and then we were like, well, it's not quite done. Let's add some more stuff to it it's just kind of eh. but i enjoyed it at the same time and i think of the well i don't know of the two remixes i kind of like them both but in different directions for what they do so this one's a, a cute little remix again i'm glad it was included on here it's more buffer material for the cd and it's worth checking out Thank you. 
track seven, Mary, I know you got thoughts on this. The Maka Fushiki Adobencha Nao remix. Oh my god, this song was hilarious. It was. The I... samples, oh my god. And one of them was check this shit out. It's like, do they know what they're saying? It's completely ridiculous. Just the stuff they do in this song. Like you said, check this shit out. But somehow it works. I don't know why or how. I got a kick out of this one so much. Before we even got to that, the song started. I'm like, this song so wants to be in a DDR club mix. Yes. And as soon as they start doing the jump, jump. I'm like, oh my god! Now they're I thought, that, I thought that was like B for you. Now they're something. doing brilliant to you, <laughs> B for you. Really, you're ripping off Naoki here. So, this I don't know if that was intentional. I mean, jump, jump, jump is kind of yeah. generic. As soon thing. as I heard that, I mean, like you said, it's kind of generic. But I immediately thought of DDR music. All right, ridiculous is the only word I can use to describe this. But it's so good at the same time. I also wrote it's kind of got like an ADD thing going on. Where in the middle of the song, suddenly they decide to start doing eight bit sound effects and turning it into a chip tune, almost kind of remix. It's really weird, but again, it works somehow, and I really enjoyed it. I re-listened to it. I'm thinking. Did they really do this really but this is so stupid yet i'm listening to it again keeps you coming back for more i it, guess it so i does. guess they were successful yeah i think they did a good job with this one this is uh, definitely a high point of this cd i think it was very unexpected absolutely i mean we were expecting remixes but this type of remix very very strange but certainly cool <laughs> Tracks 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12, we have instrumental versions of previous songs on here, of Inazuma Challenger, Romantic, Makafushi, Mr. Dream, blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of like the karaoke versions of these. But there's one final track on here that we must mention, and this is Makafushiki Adventure English Version. That's right. Hot on the heels, well, I guess actually this one came out first. We're talking about Hironobu Kageyama on the Super Survivor CD. We're getting English versions of the Sparking Meteor and Burst Limit theme. We got an English version of Makafushigi here, and it's totally badass and awesome. And what did you think of it? I thought he did a fantastic job. I mean, I'm comparing him to Hironobu Kageyama and his terrible pronunciations. Yeah, I thought, wow, some of these pronunciations aren't all that bad. I kind of like this. I mean, the writing, I, I wouldn't call it a translation. No. So the words they picked were a little hokey. The sentences were a little hokey, but I thought his singing was fine. All in all, you know, it it matches pretty well. We've got the Kamehameha and Junkan Punch. What I liked about the English version is they left in the Let's Try 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 Makafushigi. Like, they didn't try to translate that because it's like the iconic line of the song. Right. The Let's Try Try the Let's Fly Fly Fly. That's like trying to translate Hedshala. Ipai, ramen, ropai, that kind of stuff. Hedshala, exactly. So I was really glad they left that stuff in. There were a couple pronunciations involving L's, of course, that proved to be slightly difficult for him here. But I thought it was a really, really cool version. It's the same arrangement as the 21st century version of Makafushigi. So it's kind of like an alternate, not really remix, but version of that song. I'm really glad they put this on. Yeah, overall, I thought it was really well done. I'm 
it's a shame that there's no English version of Romantico Aguerio, because I think that would have been really neat to hear as well. But whatevs, we got one. 13 tracks, not too bad. So it's kind of like six songs. Half of it's filler. Six karaoke, and then, you know, an English version of a song. Not too shabby. Mary, tell me a little bit about the packaging of this I CD. really, really dislike the packaging. It makes no sense. I my, It hurts my eyes. It's this bright red and yellow and hints of blue pattern. It's really psychedelic looking. And it makes no sense considering that it's just Dragon Ball music and there's no mention of it. I I dislike it a well, lot. Well, the center of the CD itself has little, a dragon. little dragons surrounding it. That part's cool, but I'm talking about the outside. It looks like you go to a really bad fake Chinese restaurant that has all the big Buddha figures and stuff and the gaudy kind of decoration. This is the kind of stuff you would see there. Like a Agreed. really bad It's carpet. a great description too. Well, thank you. I just came up with that. I think it works really well. Yeah. Now I can't <laughs> stop looking at it. Right. Chinese restaurant. Alright, so this CD just came out on June 4th. It's 1,600 yen, so essentially $16. So, is the question, is it worth the price? Who is this for? Who would buy it? Who should buy it? Really, you're getting two songs and alternate versions of those two songs. You're buying this for the Dragon Ball songs. As a bonus, you get this Inazuma Challenger, you get the old Mr. Dream image song, and you get the new Aoi Hoshi image song as well, which aren't too shabby. You get the English version, you get some remixes. I don't think it's too bad of a deal. 13 tracks is pretty good for 16 bucks on a Japanese CD. We always like to break it down. Who's this for? Who should buy it? It's definitely for someone like me. Dragon Ball music, I, I love this. I love getting new versions of it. If you're familiar with the two songs, that's probably probably good enough to pick up the CD. If you have a familiarity with Mr. Dream, that's even better because it's like one more song you can get on here. Karaoke versions are always great to have lying around. Remixes. Mary, I I think you're kind of a remix girl. You enjoy them. I am kind of a remix girl and I thought they were very 50-50 on this album. I wouldn't say this album was for me though. No? No. And I'm a casual casual fan of the Japanese music, but I thought this was overall alright. Maybe not worth my 16 bucks plus shipping. True. When I ordered it, I ordered a bunch of other stuff as well to kind of combine my shipping, make sure I'm getting decent deal and that kind of stuff, which I guess leads us into the one other CD we want to talk about. This came out a long while back, but I'm only just now picking it up because I've been looking for an excuse to buy it because it's only four tracks and I wasn't just going to buy this on its own. This is the Hitomi Kitamura CD, and I forget what the actual title is. Let me go find that title. I can't find the title off the very easily here, but let's talk about it. CD that came out. Track one is Cat's Eye, which, Mary, you're actually quasi-familiar with from DDR anyways. Oh, that's it. That song is an anime song. I didn't realize that was that. I like that song. But, Mary, the reason why I picked this up is because Hitomi Kitamura also did a cover of Romantico Aguerio that's on here. Yeah, that was back when everyone and their mom was doing remixes. We uh, had like three in a row, so... This one, though. This is um, interesting. We talked about this chippy way back... uh, Man, what episode did we talk about this on? I think back on episode 84 is when we talked about this CD. Way back in July. All right, here's the actual title of it. Yore Chao Hitomi. This is the one we're going to talk about. Mary, what did you think about this song? It was um, all right. It's she very seem, mediocre. She doesn't seem particularly talented, but then no. again, it's not her singing ability that is her claim to fame. And to... Like, totally pinpoint on that. The song itself kind of plays the medley of the music along with her vocals to kind of cover up maybe why she can't sing that well. <laughs> when we talked about her, we, we brought up the point that she's basically known for being a Japanese idol with big boobs. Which I guess is a hot commodity over there. I suppose so. And we have to mention the CD. Here's a cover. She's just kind of like, 
eh, arms behind her head. I'm like, all right, yeah, I've seen the cover. I flip it over to look at the track listing, and I get cleavage. It's boobs. The back cover is just a close-up shot of her boobs. They're slightly covered, but yeah. Then you open the CD, and kind of the, the back, the inside of the back cover, is her with her hands on her ass, kind of slightly spreading her cheeks. Again, she's wearing some kind of goldish yellow dress, but this this isn't about the music. This is about this chippy having big boobs and fanboys slobbering all over her. So you got Cat's Eye, you got this song, you got karaoke versions of those too. Eh, again, this is the kind of thing where I'm like, all right, I'm buying a CD. I got to throw in some other stuff to make the shipping make sense. All right, I'll finally pick this up after almost a year of it being out. pick it up unless you're doing the exact same thing I did or if you see it cheap at a convention. There's two versions of it. There's one that comes with a DVD and there's one that comes with the regular, just the CD. So if you see it, maybe it's fun for a laugh to pick up, but whatever. Don't go out of your way to pick this up. So Mary, I think Inazuma Challenger, the overall decision is if you're really into the music, this is worth picking up, but unless you're hardcore, probably pass it by unless you see it for cheap at maybe a convention or something like that. I agree. Alright, and the other one, Hitomi Kitamura, pass by unless you're looking for a good laugh. And boobs. And boobs. You know, I have to really fear that, you know, they profile people when they make these orders and they have you marked down as like creepy American old man. <laughs> I know. I'm so ashamed. Not that that's the case or anything, but I can see that, you know, oh, yes, he likes these young chippies and their, and their big boobs and their purple hair. I can only imagine what the person putting this order together was saying. Uh, whatever. Mary, thanks for doing the review with me. We're going to stick welcome. with you briefly, though. Oh, man. Because you got a top five list for me. Mary, we are going to do your top five, I guess, covers of Romantico Aguerio. And it's scary that there are enough versions that we can actually do a top five We can five do this list. now. It's awesome. Uh, that's debatable. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do for images. Maybe the uh, cover of whatever album, respectively. Mary, let's take it away. Number five cover of the Dragon Ball closing theme. All right. This isn't even one that I like, but I thought it was weird enough that it deserves to be on here. It's this 8-bit version. It sounds like chipmunks are singing it. It's really horrific. Yes, this is by Haruko Momoi, or Haruko, as she's kind of been going around as. I think she played at Anime Expo or something. Well, not played, performed. She's kind of one of those, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, like Otaku Idols. She puts out that kind of stuff. She did another album with uh, the chiptune stuff as well. This is from her first one. It's, if you don't know what chiptunes are, it's basically kind of 8-bit sounds, NES or Game Boy orchestration of music with voice modulated of her uh, vocals over top. It's very interesting, and I guess that's why it's at your number five. Yeah just because it's unique. Not necessarily in love with it, but it sets itself apart from all the other versions. Cool. Number 
number four is the Shoko Nakagawa version, which had a fantastic music video for it. Yeah, what did you like about this version of the song? Maybe it's just the music video that I liked a lot. Okay. I thought it was just a very, I guess an update. Yeah. A, a relatively faithful, updated version of the song with well, her own take on it. We were actually talking about it slightly earlier in the Inazuma Challenger review. This is much more cutesy version of the song. Like, there's a couple verses or lines or whatever she delivers. I almost feel like she's doing slightly baby talkish version of those lines. But overall, it is pretty faithful. So is that what you like about it or is it just totally the music video? It's both. It's a little both, I must admit. I have this happy visual in my head of a... Fair enough. Nice music video. Nice. about your number three pick number three is the english version of the song but not the u.s version english version of the i song. totally forgot about that one right <laughs> where is this from it's from the philippines actually it is from the philippines this is off of songs of a high-spirited saga a great collection that, of so english good songs. so good what'd you like about this one it's different it's really slow it's a lot slower than yeah. the original is like i mean the original version is not especially fast to begin with but this version's it takes it down a few notches it's not broken english it's no. not english it's just a nice english version of the song that's different from what we had here in america when funimation put out the show on tv and you know, we had that very brief english version right oh decent stuff yep i like it Tell me about your number two. Uh, number two, I'm actually giving it to the version that just came out. So I guess we've already talked about it. Yes. 21st century I was, version? Yeah, I really liked it. Very nice. Is it the original artist? Is it the arrangement? What all of like? it. All of it. I love that it was the original artist. I like that it wasn't just a half-assed remix. Of some flavor of the week, Jippy. Yeah. From Japan. True enough. Very mature, as I said. <laughs> Your number one version of Romantico Aguerdo. You know, this is just, it sounds hypocritical because I was just making fun of half-assed remixes. <laughs> and this is kind of a half-assed remix, but I think... This is what, from something established, though. Yeah, that's why I'm letting it slide. It's the power, power version. And it's just so hyper. <laughs> that's the only word I can think of to describe it. It's hyper. There's this line it's of CDs crack. over in Japan called Para Para Max, which is basically, there's kind of like the DDR soundtracks that have nonstop mega mixes of the songs from the games. This Para 
power and max of the anime songs is the same kind of thing where there are versions that have just individual songs but the non-stop mega mixes a couple of them came out over here in the u.s and this one actually came out on a u.s cd on volume three the vocals are actually by yoko ishida who's uh somewhat well known for over um over there in japan with vocals and singing kind of stuff so it's a good version what else do you like about it it's just upbeat it's, it's peppy it's faithful um i wouldn't say is that faithful but no, I, I think it is it's got that din 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 din, din at the beginning That's like there's true. a lot of these power power remixes that kind of ignore that kind of stuff okay so it's neat because it takes the fad Elements. that is power para but manages to retain some of what makes the original nice. special versions of Romantico Egeruyo, the Dragon Ball closing theme. Mary, with your top five out of the way, I think we have a couple last things to do. We'll do releases because it's coming out right now. We'll cruise through just two days, three releases, I suppose you would say. June 10th, Mary, what we got coming out next week? Well, it ships on the 10th. It'll be in stores on Wednesday. Maybe you can pick it up Tuesday night. Yep. Uh, finally coming out. Actually, I shouldn't say finally because it feels like very recently we were just hearing about the game. And now it's here. It's Burst Limit. Uh, coming out here in the U.S. on the PS3 and Xbox 360 for $60. And uh, this is the deal where you can get it with a t-shirt and other DBZ goodies at GameStop. Right. Oh, looking forward to it. Uh, uh, I guess I'll take the last stuff. June 18th, Wednesday, over in Spain, Dragon Ball GT Volume 3. This is an R2 PAL release, a two-disc set containing episodes 17 to 24, and it's around 25 euros. That same day, Dragon Ball Z Volume 23, same thing, R2 PAL, two-disc set. DBZ episodes 182 to 189, so we're closing in on the very end of the Cell game here. Same deal, about 25 euros. More info at sonadbd.com. Mary, let's do a contest. Mary, let's give this shit away. We've got the original 1997 release of Dead Zone, DBZ Movie 1, on DVD. We're giving it away. All right. Any takers? Any takers? Uh, there's a few takers. Good, good. Not as much as some of our other contests. Oh, I would imagine so. I, I suppose this is much more of a, a targeted contest. You really have to want this. And plus, it's like, I'm sure most people have this by now. If you all the want releases. it, you probably have it. But there's a few people that didn't have it, and they want it, so we'll give it away. This is going to be a random drawing contest. We got number one through the number of entries we received. We're going to create a random integer from random.org. We'll count down from the top, and that will be the winner. Let's do this! Mary, give me a drum roll. Interestingly enough, the number is low. It is number five. So we'll do one, two, three, four, five. The winner of our contest. There's not even a name, but I'll take uh, the beginning of their email address. Maybe we can figure out who it is from here. It is AJ Kenlon. Adj Kenlon. Adjke Enlon. Two or something. You know who you are if this is you. Hopefully. I'm going to read the email so we can get even more info. Mainly so I can, like Mike, own it for the umpteenth time. (laughs) 
the VHS Ultimate Uncut DVD First Strike box set remastered DVD the upcoming R2 Dragon well, Box so, single. This person doesn't really need it. I know I have a very small chance of winning, but if I do, I'll send you my shipping information. But it's for a good cause because more people need to own every single release of this movie on DVD. It's, it's not like we're losing a copy. No, because we already have it. But what's neat about this DVD, like we said, it's from 1997. It was the first ever uncut release of Dragon Ball Z in North America. Funimation was using Ocean Studios as their voice cast at the time, so it's got that. The dub has the original Japanese score on it, which we wouldn't get you over here in the U.S. for years upon years, like 2006. Well, I should say it was still in the U.S., but again in the U.S. It's got the Japanese version on there. It's got some deleted scenes. It actually has scenes from two different episodes, I think. I think one of the episodes was 10. Scenes that, again, in the U.S. we wouldn't see for another 10 years, like Gohan and the Robot. So there's some neat material on here. And you've won it, Ajkenlon 2. Congratulations. Hooray! That's that quick little contest. We got some more coming up in the near future, so definitely tune in for those. Mary, I think that's going to wrap up the episode this week. What you think? I think good times. It's time to go get busy again. It is time oh, to go get busy. that sounds so dirty. Let's go get busy, Mike. Like uploading videos. Oh, oh man. So yeah. Hot. Uploading. Yeah, give me that FTP. Oh. All right, this is totally retarded. Let's move on. That was episode 132 of the podcast. Next week, because Burst Limit's coming out, we will give you our initial thoughts on DBZ Burst Limit. Wow. We love doing this because, Mary, you kind of let me unlock a bunch of stuff and then you play with me for a while. And it's good because... And then I bitch and moan. <laughs> you bitch and moan. No, you, you were much more positive on Sparking yeah, Media than you thought you would be. Initially, anyways. But it's neat because I'm the one who's like much more hardcore into fighting games in general and Dragon Ball games. But it's important to have your perspective as well, which is, I love Dragon Ball. I just want to pick it up. I like fighting games and blah, blah, blah. So look forward to that. Week after, that's going to be anime next. We do have an episode planned for that weekend. It's going to be something we record ahead of time and just have ready to go so when I come back I can upload and crash and put it up. I think I will crash and burn. You will crash and burn. I think it'll be a cool episode so look forward to that. And then we got one more week and then we're into another month and we'll finally hit that manga review of awesomeness again. Wow, you got this all planned out? I I had, this is great, I had fully two months completely planned out week for week and And then then life hit. The Otakon deadline hit and other stuff I'm like, well shit, this totally ruins my plan. I have to rearrange stuff all over the place but we'll get back on track. That's that. I gotta, is your video uploaded it is done all right i gotta upload mine and get that all taken care of and uh maybe i can record something with julian i think he's around now let's uh close it up mary all right thanks temple of trunks that's plug right. that shit www.templeoftrunks.com that's t-e-m-p-l-e-o-t-r-u-n-k-s.com it's a website all about trunks and other funny dbz things beginning from when you were 16 thereabouts i think i might you have been maybe 17 I think the initial incarnation of the site might have been when I was 16. But How much material do you have from when you were still that young? There's a lot of that lost. There is a lot of that lost. Yeah. I don't really know. Hey, same goes. But a lot of that stuff is kind of irrelevant to what yes. our sites became later on anyway. So what is? It's true. Cool. Well, we'll check you next cool. week. Bye. For Burst Limit Thoughts. Later. looking forward to it. That leaves me. My name is Mike Vegito EX. I come from the lands of Dyes and EX, which you can find myself and Julian at www.daizex.com for all you, uh, I guess, people outside the U.S. That would be a Z otherwise. Word. We'll uh, check you next week. So for Mary over here, for Julian off over in Japan, I'm sorry you couldn't be here for the majority of the episode, but we's busy as hells, dude. My name is Mike Vegito EX, which I already said, and, uh, Dai